And we are back on Jim Strader Outdoors. Again, this is a prelude show to the 4th of July celebration that uh, hopefully we'll be doing for all the right reasons. I stated in the beginning of the broadcast that this show is not about firecrackers. And uh, the reason I stated that was because I think it's very, very important that we pay tribute to those who in many cases, gave up their life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness so that we could enjoy ours. Um, I gave a lot of quotes in the first hour. I'm going to repeat some of them, and quite honestly, I'd like your thoughts on them. I'm going to read them and then talk a little bit about them. I'd love to hear from you about your thoughts about these things that our forefathers held dear and, and that they, again, were willing to die for. To reach us, call us at 571-8484 or 1-800-444-8484. The couple that I'd like to start off with that I'd love to hear from you and your thoughts about were the following. John Adams. You will never know know how much it has cost my generation to preserve your freedom. I hope you make good use of it. You know, that's a quote that is pretty timeless, especially as it pertains to our military and the legions of men and women that fought and died in defense of our freedoms. Those freedoms were obviously worth fighting for to those members of the military because of our forefathers. The thoughts that they had about liberty, the construction of our Constitution, which labels those liberties and does, I think, a fantastic job of delineating government what it should be, what it should not be, the balance of powers between the branches of the government, and of course the right of the people to redress themselves, in some cases all the way to the Supreme Court, which are the arbiters of many of the freedoms that we have. So I'd love to hear from you about the costs of freedom and your feelings about the 4th of July and what it means to you. Another quote to that point, I'd like to repeat, Benjamin Franklin. They who would give up an essential liberty for temporary security deserve neither liberty nor security. Benjamin Franklin, freedom is not a gift bestowed upon us by other men, but a right that comes to us by the laws of God and nature. Here's a quote that speaks, obviously, to our right to keep and bear arms, the Second Amendment. It's interesting that it comes from Thomas Jefferson, who was the most libertarian, perhaps, of the forefathers. What country can preserve its liberties if its rulers are not warned 
from time to time that their people preserve the spirit of resistance. Let them take arms. James Madison's quote, again, this goes to the heart of a lot of what is on debate in our country right now. This, to me, speaks, as I said in the first hour, to the usurpation of many of our laws of privacy, our right to privacy as individuals, and the way our government, through intrusion upon our cell phone records, our social media, have actually spied upon us. This isn't something that's some kind of conspiracy theory. They've admitted to it. I think this quote from James Madison, he's wagging his finger. The means of defense against foreign danger historically have become the instruments of tyranny at home. Those are my thoughts. I'd love to hear yours. Thomas Paine. It is the duty of the patriot to protect his country from its government. Folks, we have an obligation here to the next generation and the generations to come to see to it that our government does not become so intrusive, so all-powerful, so taxing and so burdensome to us that we can ill afford to turn our backs upon what our forefathers told us about this. You know, I, I hear a lot of these politicians nowadays espousing all these ideas about how to revolutionize the country, these so-called progressive ideas from a lot of folks which run exactly counter to what our forefathers gave us. And I would submit to you, I want to meet the man or woman in today's times that can hold a candle to a lot of these people to which we owe our ultimate debt for this republic. All right, let's go to Pete, who's calling from Louisville. Yes, Pete, you're up. You have some thoughts for us? I'm doing fine, Pete. How are you? Ah, well, just enjoying the end of the day, I guess. What many people don't realize is that our founding, most of our founding fathers were wealthy men. And because of their belief in our system of government, not only did most of them die penniless, but some of them died some gruesome deaths just because of what they believe and what they put on paper for our generation and generations to come. Pete, you're exactly right about that. And I think it's something we all need to reflect upon because they were very educated men. They were very godly men. And to your point, they had so much more to lose than many folks, and yet they were the ones that were the harbingers of liberty and freedom for the rest of us, and I think we're eternally indebted and should be eternally grateful for that. They didn't give just lip service to this. 
they gave everything they had. And nowadays, all we hear is people say what somebody else should do, but they don't want to stick their neck out themselves to preserve our form of government or our way of life. Well, you're exactly right about that, Pete. That's one reason this is just one man's opinion, that opinion being mine. That's why it is so degrading to me to watch folks at football games, for example, kneel when they're playing the national anthem when they wouldn't be able to play football, make money, or enjoy the freedoms that come with that game in a society that appreciates them to the degree to which we do. I, to me, it's a it's a disrespect that I, I can't uh, I can't abide it. Quite frankly, well, they enjoy the benefits of this country, uh, while all the while tearing it down verbally. Well, it's it's a shame, and it, it's again the fourth. I think is a good chance to reflect upon why we enjoy those freedoms. Pete, I really appreciate your thoughts. Thank you for calling in, sir. Thanks, Jim. You bet. Uh, let's go to Leroy, who's calling in. Yes, Leroy. Hello, Jim. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, man. I was just talking about my brother. He's uh, he was a submariner, and uh, he's part of the tribe. And uh, they kicked the Russian ass, air, land, and sea. And you know what? You don't know. You don't hear a lot about it, but uh, he's part. He's part about. He was part of that. I see. And um, he's passed now, so but that, that's, that's all I want to say. Well, God bless him as a patriot. I'm a veteran myself, and those of us who have served realize that there's a little higher calling, I guess, to which we aspire because we realize that freedom is not free. You know, a lot of people say that's a trite statement, but without yeah. the blood, sweat, tears, wealth, people putting everything they had on the line, we sure wouldn't be where we are today. And we got a lot of things to say a blessing over, Leroy. Hey, wait a minute. I tell him every day. I said, brother, you're a hero. Well, that's... In my eyes. You bet. Leroy, All right, thanks, Kim. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. All right, folks, we got to go to break here. Again, I would enjoy your thoughts about some of these quotes that we're doing. To reach us, call us at 571-8484 or 1-800-444-8484. This break is presented by Mossy Oak Properties, Heart Realty, vacation cabins, farms, wildlife properties of all types for sale, and they would be glad to list for you. Paul Thomas is the broker. Check them out, mophartrealty.com. And we're back, folks. The numbers, if you'd like to call in about these quotes and what they mean to you, call us at 571-8484 or 1-800-444-8484. Let's go to Chris. He's calling from Mount Washington. Yes, Chris. Yes, sir. This is a wonderful uh, show that you're doing. And uh, as much as we enjoy the uh, regular and fishing uh, with the timing uh, it just all makes sense and thank you 
very much, and thank you for your service. Our oldest niece is in this man's Navy on her first deployment. It's a helicopter piling on a destroyer. And uh, but I want to bring out uh, two quotes that are pretty darn important that you don't ever get to hear, and hopefully you haven't already said them tonight. Uh, the uh, very end of the Declaration of Independence, I think, is the most important line in it. You know, for the support of this declaration, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. And uh, if you read what happened to some of the uh, delegates to Congress during the Revolution, uh, lost their farms to the British and uh, some of their fortunes, and uh, a few of them had uh, sons or other relatives died, died in the fighting. And with, with um, the situation with the United States and the world right now, a line from Kennedy's inaugural address that never gets quoted said, My fellow citizens of the world, ask not what America will do for you, but what together we can do for the freedom of man. Um, Things to think about, and uh, thank you very much. Okay, Chris, thank you. Thank you. Your comments and your observations are spot on, and you're right. The last part of the declaration is where they put it all on the line, and that's one reason I felt compelled to to do this show tonight because so many folks in today's world, through the distillation in our history books don't know these things and I think it's a shame because they're things that should be reflected upon every 4th of July in my opinion that's just I think very very important to understand where we came from who we are and why many of our forefathers laid down their lives to protect those freedoms that we were given so freely by men who had so much to lose. I want to read this again about the Constitution because the Constitution is under attack now by politicians who deign to convince us that they're smarter than the framers of the Constitution. And I think they're very, very timely today. Again, this is Daniel Webster's quote about our republic, which dates in time, is very, very reverent to those of us who believe in freedom. Hold on, my friends, to the Constitution and to the republic for which it stands. Miracles do not cluster. And what has happened once in 6,000 years may not happen again. Hold on to this Constitution, because if the American Constitution should fail, there will be anarchy throughout the world. George Washington, 
to that point, the Constitution is the guide which I will never abandon. And really, if you reflect upon this, throughout time, going back that 6,000 years, which Daniel Webster referred to, countries were ruled by monarchs, kings, emperors, all of them basically dictating to the people who were in servitude to their masters how their lives would be lived, what freedoms they could or could not enjoy, in most cases could not enjoy. A good example of that is here in the United States. We're allowed to keep and bear arms. I hope it never comes to the point that we're denied that freedom because it's one of the things that separates us from other countries where they cannot hold their politicians accountable. They cannot form an army that's formidable. If you take all the people in the country that own a hunting license, add to them the people that bear arms, we're the largest standing army in the world. And don't think other nations don't know that. These are things that we need to think about and constantly remind ourselves when folks attempt to take away our freedoms guaranteed in the Constitution. All right, folks, we got to go to break here. This break is presented by SMI Marine, 11400 Westport Road, your best friend in the boating industry. Stop by and see them. They're friends of mine. The staff will treat you square. Remember, you never get soaked by my friends at SMI Marine. And we're back on Jim Strader Outdoors, and I'd like to continue back through some of these quotes, and I'm going to throw in a few others from Thomas Paine, who was one of the deepest thinkers amongst those who signed the Constitution, although I think all of them be held in the highest esteem. Thomas Paine, an army of principles will penetrate where an army of soldiers cannot. Neither the Channel nor the Rhine shall arrest its progress. It will march on the horizon of the world, and it will conquer. Those words, I think, were very appropriate for our soldiers in various wars, but I think it's probably very, very poignant about World War II, where... We faced the evil Third Reich and all the things that it perpetrated upon various peoples of the world. And I would think that our soldiers who died would all tell you that they died for freedom. And I would hope to Thomas Paine's quote, that their death and their sacrifice will march on the horizon of the world and it will conquer. Thomas Paine again. 
It is not because a part of the government is elective that makes it less a despotism if the persons so elected possess afterwards, as a parliament, unlimited powers. Election in this case becomes separated from representation, and the candidates are candidates for despotism. We better take a hard look at some of these folks that are spouting a lot of things in today's society that, upon reflection, may not hold up to the light of truth. Let's go to Joanne, Joanne, who's calling from Mount Washington. Yes, Joanne. Yes, I was. Uh, I forgot who you said uh, may uh, spoke this quote, but the one about those uh, who would give up liber- uh, liberty for security deserve neither. Yes, ma'am. That's Benjamin Franklin. And, yeah, Benjamin. I think that's great, and I think, uh, uh, well, they all are. I mean, I haven't heard any that you've read that are not uh, that I don't agree with but that just kind of struck me plus the one about uh, the arrogance of Congress and, and uh, you know the difference between them and their con- and their constituents and how they feel elevated I think that is definitely present in today's political situation yeah both in state state and federal government yeah it- that's really bothersome to me, Joanne, that some of these folks become so arrogant in their realms of power that they forget where it came from. And I think a lot of the forefathers talk to the point that politics should be a duty. It's not a job. It's not a profession. It should be a duty that men of wisdom and character and fortitude take upon themselves as a privilege to be able to represent us. And too many of them, when they get up there, they forget why we sent them. You know, that, well, that's the thing. I don't think that, that, that we are being represented in many cases. I mean, you know, each one's got their own opinions of this, that, uh, there's the president or the 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 different bills or the different roles that they they ascribed uh, a lot of people ascribe duties to the court that that the court has no business uh, work uh, you know handling it should be congressional it should be by people who are there from the vote of the people of the United States and you know it, quite frankly it's very disturbing to me and I think term limits would be the one way we could maybe get a start on it, but you know they go up there and come home wealthy, wealthy men and women. I mean, super wealthy, much more than their salaries. I just don't feel like we're being represented. Well, it's the partisanship debate that's going on today that is so troublesome to me. We're all Americans. You can't, um, if you're a reasonable person fail to agree with someone else just because they're Republican or Democrat. Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. We should all be pulling the wagon together. Now, we can disagree about how to do it, but this continual obstructionism on both sides of of the aisle are, are very, very bothersome to me, and I think they are to most people today, and the folks that are in power need to pay attention to that because 
If they won't, they need to be voted out. Well, a lot of, you know, there have been examples like uh, the one that Gillibrand and uh, Senator Gillibrand in New York uh, had, had uh, made exact opposite statements regarding her feelings about immigration when she, before she was elected, when she was running, that she's making now. And now she's wanting, demanding to get rid of ICE. And before she was talking about that we needed staunch borders and, and border control officers and all this, that, and the other, just to get elected. And then when they get there, they don't do what they said they were going to do at all. Absolutely. Yeah. Flip-floppers. And, I mean, that's very, <laughs> well, I can tell you, I have put, uh, I, I pray for, for both houses of Congress, the courts, and for President Trump and the executive branch every night and every prayer. And I think we all need to, to do that. Well, God bless you, Joanne. I agree with you 100%. I want to read a quote that goes to the heart of what you're saying. And again, it's from Thomas Paine. I'm not meaning to overdo Thomas Paine's quotes, but he he's uh, one of those that I think we all hold in, in high esteem, and he certainly was willing to put his thoughts to pen, if you will. A body of men holding themselves accountable to nobody ought not to be trusted by anybody. And from my perspective, there's a lot of folks up there with depressed fancy suits, silk socks, and suspenders who are preening around because they are in power, when in fact... They ought to be paying more attention to why we put them in power. A lot of them lose sight of that once they get up there. It's the kind of thing that really disgusts you about government in general. There's just too much contempt today from one side of the aisle over the other. And they all just need to, I think, remember on this 4th of July, they were all Americans. We all can agree to disagree if that be the case, but pretty trying times in some regards, certainly. Here's some more quotes that I think are cogent, speak to the situation that we have today. That there are men in all countries who get their living by war and by keeping up the quarrels of nations is as shocking as it is true. But when those who are concerned in the government of a country make it their study to sow discord and cultivate prejudices between nations, it becomes the more unpardonable. Man did not enter society to be worse off or to have fewer rights but rather to have those rights better secured. I'll close out this segment here with John Adams. Liberty must at all hazards be supported. We have a right to it, derived from our maker. But if we had not, Our fathers have earned and bought it for us at the expense of their ease, their estates, their pleasure, and their blood. All right, folks, we got to go to break. 
would love to hear from you if you'd like to talk to us about any of these quotes and your thoughts on it. Numbers 571-8484-1-800-444-8484. This break is presented by Mossy Oak Properties Heart Realty. Check them out. M-O-P-H-A-R-T Realty.com. All right, folks, we're back on Jim Strader Outdoors. Let's go to Ed, who's holding on the line. Yes, Ed. Jimbo, what's up, buddy? Hey, Ed Morse, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Hey, uh, I'm going to give you my favorite line. Of course, you know I'm quite a history buff, especially with the founding fathers and everything. But there's one little simple line, I think, that that I enjoy the most, and that's uh, Thomas Jefferson's line. The price of freedom is eternal vigilance. And to me, that means everybody needs to be vigilant. Everybody needs to educate themselves. Everybody needs to know what's going on instead of, well, I'll let the other guy make the phone call, or I'll let the other guy write the letter to the senator, or I'll let the other guy make the email to my representative. And uh, if, if you're like that, then that's exactly what you're going to get, nothing. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. And the, I guess, the thing to say there is that the vigilance is the most important part of it because it could slip away at any moment if we don't pay attention. There's folks out there that would infringe upon a lot of our freedoms. A lot of them, quite frankly, have been infringed upon, and we've come, I think, a bit complacent about protecting ourselves from within by, as you say, objecting to intrusions upon these life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness doctrines that our forefathers gave us. Absolutely. I mean, there's there's quotes by the scores about people standing up and, and letting their voice be heard and objecting to things that occur and being the ones that, that speak out and speak up. And uh, I think you're exactly right. People now have. Uh, there's one of the lines, and it, it's a James Madison quote, and uh, it, it's about the. Uh, so if you don't realize what's going on around you, if you're thinking your life is is rolling along, then you need to step back and take another look. You know that that's the synopsis of that of that quote. But people get very complacent, like you say, and it's just uh, it's in these times, especially everybody needs to be educating themselves, watching what's happening, and questioning. Go, you know, And the biggest thing you can do is go to the polls and vote. We showed that in 2016. Yep, yep. Well, the, these uh, separations of powers are, are very troubled right now. I, I think that's something that we all need to be concerned with. There are folks in government who have undoubtedly broken the law. They need to be held accountable. There's a constant barrage of criticism of our Constitution by some of the progressives who feel like they're smarter than the folks that (laughs) wrote the Declaration. And uh, sorry, but uh, you don't pass muster with me. That's for darn sure. (laughs) No, not at all. 
you have a good night, buddy. Thanks, Ed. I really appreciate your thoughts. They're spot on. All right, folks, I've got some more quotes I'd like to pass along. Some of these were quoted in the first hour, but I think they're well worth repeating. Encourage you to look up Founders Quotes, as I did. It'll be very illustrative and education to you, I'm sure. Without liberty, law loses its nature and its name and becomes oppression. Without law, liberty also loses its nature and its name and becomes licentiousness. You know, there's folks out there now that trample on the Constitution by trying to suppress people's freedom of speech. And that law needs to be enforced. We have the right to speak. We have the right to have divergent opinions. Those people who would try to suppress that through shouting and hollering and doing things that aren't civil, I think do a lot to break down the societal rights that we have under freedom of speech. I like this one from James Madison. In Europe, charters of liberty have been granted by power. America has set the example of charters of power granted by liberty. This revolution in the practice of the world may, with an honest praise, be pronounced the most triumphant epoch of its history and the most consoling presage of its happiness. What comes to my mind there is how thankful we all need to be about the country we live in and the freedoms that we enjoy. They're just not there in other countries, folks. I've been fortunate enough to travel to Europe, Africa, Canada, other countries in Central America, and I can tell you, it really is good to get back to the good old USA when you've seen how folks are oppressed, don't have the rights that we enjoy, and certainly don't enjoy the prosperity that we have here in the United States. I want to talk a little bit about the limited government and what it should be. James Madison, it will not be denied that power is of an encroaching nature and that it ought to be effectually restrained from passing the limits assigned to it. Thomas Jefferson, I own I am not a friend to a very energetic government. It is always oppressive. Alexander Hamilton, the propriety of a law in a constitutional light must always be determined by the nature of the powers upon which it is founded. Pretty prophetic words from a founding father, I'd say. The accumulation of all powers, legislative, executive, and judiciary, in the same hands, whether of one, a few, or many, 
And whether hereditary, self-appointed, or elective may justly be pronounced the very definition of tyranny. I think we're all aware that there's a constitutional struggle right now between the judiciary, the Congress, and the executive branch, and it's troublesome, something we need to pay attention to. To that point, the principle of the Constitution is that of a separation of legislative, executive, and judiciary functions, except in cases specified. If this principle be not expressed in direct terms, it is clearly the spirit of the Constitution. Thomas Jefferson. Folks, I enjoyed visiting with you tonight. Please remember that the 4th of July, while we celebrate it, with fireworks is not the reason that we should enjoy this holiday. I encourage you to reflect upon the things that we've said tonight. God bless everybody.